welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. Each week, we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, the latest trends, and of course, Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch and let's get to it. (laughs) I meant it that time. (laughs) I was like, you grab a couch. You do that right now. I like it. Very commanding. Thank How's it going? you. Command. Command. Yes. Nice. Well done. End of show, everybody. We got a Mandy joke in. We're done. Yeah. Um, how's That's it going? the next drinking game every time we can make a Mandy pun. Oh, my God. We'll be so loaded. We'll, we'll be know. blackout drunk in no time. It'll be brilliant. So what else is new? <laughs> right. Uh, well, <sighs> it was my birthday week. So mm-hmm. I ate so much cheese. I'm still getting through it. My amazing friends just plied me with different kinds of gourmet cheeses. Um, My my friend uh, Elizabeth made a beautiful cheese board and made a rose out of salami. Hi, Pinterest. Like, so I will never poop again. And is I it, shall never because I know you're again. <laughs> also, I just want to be clear because I'm petty like this. I want to be clear to our fandies. I was invited. I just couldn't make it mm. to your birthday celebration. You keep telling that story. You keep singing that song, sister. I, I have the text, guys. I was definitely I was definitely invited. I just couldn't I couldn't make it. But um, I'm sorry I missed a flower salami. Yes. It's so, I mean, so much wow. cheese. A friend. On That's my actual great. birthday, like, are you home? I'm swinging by. Brought a cheese tray as a birthday gift, which was the kindest thing. But now, I think you know wow. me, like, at a restaurant, I'm like, could I have some extra ketchup? And then I feel the need to finish the ketchup or the waiter will resent that I asked for it and didn't use it. I said, I did not know that. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were yeah. so sensitive to waiters and their neuroses. Yeah. And okay. All, all the little people and the servants out there, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive <laughs> yeah. to. I, but, I mean, I know you're nice to your staff, but I didn't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. So Amy swung by and handed me a cheese tray. And I, I will be damned if I'm oh, yeah. not going to finish this cheese tray this week. So you're still eating tray. it? God, yes. It was a whole tray. It was like what you would put out what? for a party for eight to ten people. <laughs> and I did share it with my boys, but wow, I, I got to pick up the slack. Wow, that's amazing. Although I got to be honest, if you'd asked me if you could finish a tray for eight to 10 people, I would have said yes. Yeah. And that's not an insult. It's a compliment. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a skill. I think I actually think I haven't used my actor resume in years, but I actually do think like eat my weight and cheese is on my actor resume and my special skills. <laughs> I take myself very seriously as an actor. Well, you know, um, let me know when that role comes up. Like, that's exciting. I think I'd go see that film. In fact, I know a few people that would that would go see that film. It's a fetish thing, I bet. Oh. If it's not already, it will be. Oh, let's start that movement. Wikichesia. Oh, Ooh, yes. Instead of wiki feet, wiki cheese, wiki, <laughs> I don't know. What are you up to? How did you celebrate my birthday this week? Well, my daughter's birthday was also this week. Don't care. And so... I don't know if you let me just let me just say greatest of all time, mother of the year. I don't know. T- pick your pick your poison. But um, and there was a Harry Potter themed celebration in my home and Aww. I crushed it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an actual like fake brick nine and a three quarters platform thing that they Did you had lock to go her under through. the staircase? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I started, I will tell you, this was really fun. Um, I made a fake Hogwarts acceptance letter and I like dyed it with tea to make it look brown yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I, real. Yeah. 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 And I put it in the pantry for her to find, like, first thing when she woke up on her 11th birthday. Oh, God, I almost had her. I mean, she was she was really like, how did this get in here? What's Where did this come from? And she was reading it. She was like, and then she looked around and she goes, seriously, if one of you guys did this, you need to tell me now. And I was like, hmm, because, you know, I'm not going to tell her there's no Santa Claus. Oh, my God, do kids listen to this podcast? Oh, God, <laughs> I should have said earmuffs. Anyway. Um, so she, then Delilah was like, we did it. So it ruined the surprise. But she, I had her. She really wow. thought that she got into Hogwarts, you oh, know. Oh, that's incredible. And I was so excited because I was like, boarding school, you know. Oh, that's amazingly naive of her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so dumb. So pretty, but so dumb. A2, Mandy, we were not invited to this celebration in your house. This Harry Potter celebration. Well, um, hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> you pointed it out wasn't... how you were invited to mine, and then you told a story about how we weren't invited to yours. Well, when you say we, there really weren't adults there. She invited, you know, two friends from school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, it was oh, I, it was on a Casey's school night. Heart will be broken. <laughs> well, don't tell him. Let me tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next time we're all together, I'll be like, Abby, remember your birthday party? It was on a Wednesday. You don't do Wednesday. You know, if you said to Casey, hey, listen, dude, Abby had an awesome birthday party and we didn't invite you. You know what Casey would say? I hope it was fun. With a sarcastic roll of his eyes. You know what he would say to you, Mandy? He would say. What would he say? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> oh wait, I want to point out one other thing. I know where we're going. Yeah. But I want to point out one other thing. I planned God, this you're gonna party. blow such a natural I know. transition. No, wow. but I just want to know because this is important because I planned this party on Monday and the party was Wednesday. Do you really think I would invite you to something two days ahead of time? I would have had a heart attack. Yeah. But yeah. I know. No, that's never yeah. See, you wouldn't have been available. I so remember anyway. one year right. you called like on the way to a roller skating rink and you were like, so we decided to go roller skating and invite all of Abby's friends for her birthday. And we were like, yep. what? You just decided? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very um, whimsical. Uh, yes. So anyway, you were thanking me for being your friend and you're welcome. Well, and I have to thank you for being a friend because this week I had to watch the Golden Girls. Had to? Well, that was my challenge, you know. You were given, and a I gotta gift. say, I was. You you took it so easy on me. Yeah, I mean, really, like this was the easiest. I cannot believe that I have not watched this show. Although I think I've caught one episode here or there. Sure, but I didn't know the characters, so I didn't like you know commit wholeheartedly. And so I watched the pilot. And then I watched the second episode and then I watched a third episode and I just would have kept on watching. It is safe to say that the Golden Girls, I'm going to say it here, man, it might be one of the greatest television shows of all time 
ever. The show is perfection. I it's win the so, man cave. You really I do. Won I mean, the podcast. Yep, you win everything. We can stop now. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh, um, isn't it, it? It's oh god. I mean the the actresses are all so on point. They're so their comedic timing is flawless. The characters are like predictable, but in a great way, like right. well drawn. So you love the jokes are funny. The stories are so nice and simple. It's such a simple show. It has so much heart. Until it's Rose so thinks funny. she has AIDS. Heads up. Wait, what? They no. do tackle some yes, they tackle some issues. Rose There's thinks immigration. She has AIDS. Rose oh. thinks she got AIDS from a uh blood transfusion. There's death. There's I thought divorce. you were gonna tell me Rose There's... gets ass fucked. And I was like, no way. Rose? No, that's when Maybe they went Blanche. to the Golden Palace after Dorothy <laughs> left. But um, is that a euphemism for ass sex? Do you want to come to the Golden Palace? Okay. I I'm love sorry. it. I love it. Are oh, you, no. you now you're praying to get a little like just a little cold. So you have a reason to be like, I'm a little sick. I'm going to curl up with the Golden Girls, right? Like, it would be heaven. Oh, yeah. No, I'm they going are... to watch the whole thing. I'm going to oh, watch God. the whole thing. I might even get my girls to watch the whole thing. I mean, I, it's... Yeah. It's that good. I mean, I, I know. it inspired me, too. Like, first of all, I, I, don't know when, I don't know when this show was done, but I was like, hello, female writers of the first and second episodes. You didn't see... I didn't... Susan I don't see Harris. that a lot. Yeah. Yes, she was a and, pioneer. Oh, my God. And like the I mean, the cast was amazing. The 1985, just, it started. I can't even I, I just really thought it was incredible. I really did. I was so, so inspired and it made me go. I literally started making a list of things like, how can I make a show like this? You know what I mean? Like, how yes, do you this pilot this simple, was perfection? It was. Yes. It, and and it's just so, I think these days people are so like, you have to have the craziest, most never done before idea. And you don't. They no. were so funny and lovable. Right. And their situations were so like, they say it right there. It's at minute, around minute 10 to minute 30. And we'll play the clip. I think personally, it's the heart of the show. It sets off the whole season. Pete, play the clip. It's not fair, you know. I mean, we get married, we have kids, the kids leave and our husbands die. Is that some kind of a test? You don't work that hard. You don't, you don't go through everything you go through to be left alone. We are alone, Dorothy. We really are. Our families are gone and we're alone. And there are too many years left and I don't know what to do. Get a poodle. <laughs> Oh, God, it is the sweetest thing. And it kind of hits you like like a Mack truck. You don't see it coming, but... Um, sorry, Betty White's character. Rose, Rose, right? Rose is saying that thing of like, you know, we are alone. We raised kids and our husbands died. And, you know, and now... At a minute? No, no, 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. I was like, like I wrote about that too. I can't believe... Yes. Yeah, yeah. no, t like 10 minutes into the show right around there. I was yeah. watching on my phone, so I may have the time wrong, but like it, it's, it's the heart of the show. Like we, we have given and given our whole lives and now we don't have anybody. Right. And they're like, and she's like, we have each other and we will always have each other. And from there sold, I'm in, I want to watch you guys be there for each other for the rest of your lives. And you instantly go, there's going to be a million stories. Like so great. Right. But the way this show succeeds and 
surpasses other shows. Rose makes the beautiful speech. And then there's a pause. And Sophia says, oh, yeah, get a poodle (laughs) poodle. and takes a bite of what looks like matzah. And you laugh through the tears. And that this show did that, I would say, eight times an episode. They build you up to an emotional high where you think like, I'm heartbroken. And then you bust a gut laughing. It is my favorite emotion. It's why I love Steel Magnolias and all of the, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's just, and without Golden Girls, there would be no Sex in the City. There would be no Friends, right? These shows were were given permission to just like take a group of people that we all love with their Mm -hmm. foibles and their failures and their love for each other and let them go and not have it be like a talking horse or a genie from a bottle, right? Like these are simple, simple ideas. Oh my Um, God. Even the the second episode, not that I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, her daughter's getting married to a doctor and and like the whole episode, it's hilarious to think that like, I don't know, I haven't met him. She's getting married. And then and then she's like, we were going to go to the Bahamas, but we'll do it here and we'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. And, right. And, and then invite- the wedding is packed with people. I wrote down like, where did all these people go? There were black people. <laughs> what? In the, on, yeah. Black wedding so- guests. It was so funny. I was like, and mom, you could invite 12 of your background extra friends to come to my wedding. <laughs> Call Central Casting in the Caterer. Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah. But wait, let's keep, let's stick with episode one because there's so yep. much to mine here. So yep. Blanche is dating Harry for one week and mm-hmm. he, Harry has proposed only on a sitcom, right? One week, <laughs> Harry has proposed. Well, you and... know my mom. You you knew my mom, right? Like, that's actually <laughs> okay, not, that's, <laughs> that's not so outrageous. <laughs> uh, Older men have decided, you know, when they want a bride, right. man, they go for it. And they that's can't actually be not, alone. Yeah, that's right. That made perfect sense to me. Well, so Pete, at, at minute three and 29 seconds, please play this clip. Oh, Rose, I'm borrowing your earrings. Lord, I'd love to get a facelift by 8 o'clock. Blanche, who is Harry? Oh, girls, he's just wonderful. He's, he's very gallant. He's a perfect gentleman. He's a great dancer. And he doesn't make noises when he chews. Chewing, that's way up there on my list. Comes right after intelligent. He doesn't talk loud at the movies, doesn't take his own pulse, and he's still interested. In what? (laughs) Rose, if you have to ask, it does not matter anymore. I think the writing is so extraordinary and they are unafraid to put a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat and go for a joke and top it and top it. It is like that whole sequence is just like tennis. It's Watching them volley is incredible. That's all Susan Harris. I, like, I mean, I watched uh, Soap growing up and she's just... Oh, um, I didn't know that she did Soap. I don't even know yeah. who Susan Harris is. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? It is. She she was a pioneer. And another reason wow. why I love this show, you know, it's, there's a reason it's so iconic in the gay world. Now, obviously, Coco the okay. Gay Cook didn't stick around. And we we all mourn Coco the Gay Cook. And uh, in, where did he go? I I mean I they just he had a tiny tiny little part, right? But he was supposed to be a series regular, I living see. with them, and then they just Sophia was not supposed to be a series regular, 
She was oh. supposed to just come in and, I don't know, stir up some shit. And I don't know oh. how many episodes out of 22 she was supposed to do. But she was so, she was pure magic. So they wrote her in, moved her into the house, and then got rid of Coco. But I love that they're like, oh, what are we going to say? We have a gay cook? That was it. It was not like all about Coco and his innuendo and Coco so flaming and they make jokes at his expense. He was gay. He was their cook. He was lovable. He was there. And... Susan Harris, I think, put the first gay character on TV with Billy Crystal on soap. And oh, wow. She, I just love that the gay community had these voices. And on Golden Girls, they took up these issues. And Sophia was, you'll learn that Dorothy's brother is a cross dresser. And Sophia defends him, you know, like that's him, that if he wants to wear a dress, he wears a dress. (laughs) Like it's just these, this was, I hate to say ahead of its time because it was like it was the 80s. It shouldn't be ahead of its time, but it was. They said it and they got away with everything they wanted because these were America's sweethearts. Oh, my God. And by the way, when they described that that little sentence of like, no, she had a stroke. She says these things, but she doesn't mean them. I was like, what a brilliant thing they did. Like, hey, she's going to say some really offensive, weird things and you're not meant to take this seriously. Like, it really... I was like, that's just genius. She can say anything horrible that she wants and nobody will be like, she's just mean and nasty because it's the stroke talking. I mean, yes. brilliant. And by the way, I, I was even watching it unfold with how they how they tell you like who has what jobs. Like, but, mm-hmm. but wait, isn't the museum going to be wondering where you are or whatever? Exactly. I mean, it was just like, it was expositional, but it it was kind of effortless. You really didn't, It was they were just so... It, it, they weren't trying to make it, I don't know, they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, it, it was, it, they got the information out without making you do, you know, backbends and go hey, through Hey, little whoops. sis. <laughs> right? When there are characters who call, hey, cuz. And I'm like, that drives me insane. People don't do that. Like, but this but was, I mean, this was this like, this was very like, let me tell you natural. where she works, blah, blah, yep. blah. But it did feel very natural. That's because what you have I wrote. to do that with it a pilot. It never feels expositiony. It just yeah. feels natural. And they could have started with them all meeting, but they don't. They start yes. where they're all established. And then there's an episode down the road where we see in flashback how they all found each other and decided to live together. Oh, and that's Rose great. and Dorothy argue over a bedroom. And but it's like I, it's we establish that they all already love each other. And I love Which that. Which is perfect. I know. And I can't, I really it. It was interesting because, you know, you get notes on things that you create and they're like, well, we have to know. We have to know how they became friends. We have to know how long they've known each other. We have to know. They make you, they say you have to get all that stuff in there. And this show didn't. It was just like, right. They chose it. But it did in, in such a perfect way. We were unaware of it. When Rose says like, oh, I still talk about Charlie or, you know, she says, my Charlie likes that. And they're like, your, your Charlie's dead. She's like, I know, but I still like to talk about him in the present tense. So much cleaner and more natural than like, well, you know, when my husband, Charlie, died. Right. Uh, you know, which is how bad shows do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It's perfect. Let's just spend a little more time giving it up for Estelle Getty as Sophia. They wrote that character. <laughs> she comes in guns a-blazing. Oh Pete, play me. Minute seven, ten seconds, please. Sit down, Sophia. You must be exhausted. Why? I rode in the cab. I didn't push it. (laughs) Oh, Sophia, 
dear, honey, how nice to see you. Who are you? <laughs> it's me, Blanche. You look like a prostitute. <laughs> Sophia, the things you say, she didn't mean that, Blanche. Of course I mean it. Look at her, my cab driver would fall in love. <laughs> Can I get something to eat or is the fancy man in the kitchen? <laughs> The way she talks, she can't help it. Oh, I've known plenty of women who've had strokes. Some of them are in very bad shape, but they're still ladies. But Rose, this stroke destroyed the part of her brain that censors what she says. So she just says whatever she thinks. She can't help it. He's an okay petunia. Ma, Ma the cab driver said you promised him a $67 tip? Don't be silly. I said a six, seven dollar tip. Why don't these people learn English if they're gonna live here? This is Miami. I'd have less trouble getting around Ecuador. That is a run of jokes. Like she walks in, calls Blanche a hooker, tells Dorothy she owes the cab $67, makes a, a, a racist joke about the cab driver. It's one after the other after the other. And it's, it's fantastic. And you forgive yeah. it all. And she can't offend because she's magic. They're all magic. <laughs> well, let, since we're doing favorite jokes, can I? Mm. Can I? But yes. I, first of all, I love the whole bit. I don't have what time it is in the show, but they ha- they in all the episodes I saw, they have this moment where like the comedy is here. It's the payoff mm-hmm. of whatever they've set up. Mandy like, is putting her hand up at her <laughs> eye level to show me that the comedy the comedy's level is up high. here. By that, it's high. Well, like. When she has a gut feeling about Harry mm-hmm. and she wants to tell her and and mm-hmm. um, Dorothy's like, you are not going to tell her. And then she keeps putting her hand over her mouth right. and shoving her in the closet and saying yep. like, don't get, yep. you know, it's, yep. it's brilliantly written. It's such a great, like the promise of the scene. Yeah. Um, and, and it just heightens and heightens and heightens until, you know, everything is, comes to resolution. And then, um, at 14, 1403, Dorothy has a joke about, <laughs> it's, I think she's explaining how her husband met his new girlfriend, uh-huh. the stewardess joke. On the flight to Maui, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I just want to play that joke. Charlie and I waited two whole years before we got married. I got married before my father finished the sentence. You married your father? <laughs> My father told Stan that he had to marry me. I was pregnant. You had a blowgun wedding? (laughs) If you live in the Amazon, in Queens, it's called shotgun. Well, maybe that's why he left, because you forced him into it. Rose, he left me 38 years later for a stewardess that he met on a business trip to Hawaii. It was her first flight. They said on arrival, give the passengers a lay. She got confused. (laughs) He got lucky and they now live on Maui. I wrote it down. I was like, that is a perfectly executed, the way she said it, the Mm -hmm. way it was written. It was, it gave so much information about her character and, and it was just, I mean... I, I I had no crit. I had Mandy. I had no criticisms. No, and you there know can't I would have. All right. I, now, one thing I want to point out, and I want to get to episode two. It's not as exciting because it wasn't like your introduction to the world. So I imagine we have a little less 
<laughs> I can't imagine why, because every every note is perfect. But Blanche is wearing tights, and I need to say that out loud. She's wearing tights <laughs> to her wedding. And um, like opaque white or blush pink tights. And this is a show that took women in their 60s and let them do physical comedy. It took women oh. who prior to... Dun- did not do a lot of physical comedy. Don't come at me on social media at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens and say, what about or, Lucy and Ethel? I get it. But you can come at Mandy at Mandy Fab. Oh, yeah. Tear me apart. Yeah. Uh, I know there was Lucy and Ethel, but mm-hmm. it, and there are rare instances of physical comedy up till 1985. But this let these four older women be physically funny. And mm-hmm. I, I love it for that. I cherish it for that. And there's more physical comedy in episode two. You know, what's really interesting is the fact that they're 60. I mean, to me, based on how things are these days, I'm like, well, they look 80. Yes, (laughs) I know. I mean, it's uh, the way that they all have the the kind of old lady hairdo and they all dress like old women. Except Blanche. Blanche is really, I love her fashion. I love her, you know... But it gets worse as the season goes on, as the series goes on. But oh, does it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that was um, yeah, that was really killing me. That Miami in the in the eighties kind of they all looked like you know older than sixty to me. Yes, but, agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know their exact ages. And the whole rumor is that like Estelle Getty was actually the youngest, right? Um, but she. <laughs> She had a makeover for episode two. They glammed up Sophia when she showed up in episode one. She looked like she had just been, you know, ridden hard and left out to dry. What's that expression, cowgirl? Rode hard, hung up wet. There you go. That's what she looked like, right? Her hair is very frizzy and she just looked like an old lady. And then in the next episode, they gave her a nice semi-perm, you know, and like they they fancied up Sophia for episode two. And I didn't even notice that, but I'm not super into superficial appearance things, you know, we're different Mm -hmm. that way, but Mm -hmm. go ahead. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) But I, yeah. So the second episode, we said the daughter comes in and the daughter says, well, I can't get married here because that would mean daddy would have to come. And uh-huh. Pete, minute four, 12 seconds. I could put together a lovely reception here at the house. And I could take care of the catering. Well, I have always dreamed of wearing a long white gown oh. and marching down the aisle oh. on my father's oh. arm. Who said anything about inviting your father? It wouldn't be much of a wedding without both of my parents there. Even if we got live doves? <laughs> Mother. Uh, All right, honey, your wedding day should be the most beautiful day of your life. And if you want to invite your father, well, I'm willing to keep the peace. Promise. Promise. Then it's settled. Now call your father and tell the dirtbag he can come. (laughs) Forget it, Mom. I can just as easily limbo down the aisle. Relax, honey, relax. I just want to get it all out of my system before he gets here. Now go ahead, call him. I'll call him. You talk to him. Oh, well, all right. If I can get through an entire wedding with him, I, I should be able to handle a simple phone conversation with that yellow-bellied sleazeball. <laughs> we both come from families of divorce. Doesn't Dorothy, like, it? Like she encapsulates the drama for her and for Stan, but, like, 
also that stays for the rest of the series. It defines this episode. It defines uh, so much. And it, they sum it up so well with that speech from Dorothy at that time code. If I got my time code right, because I didn't put anything after it. But I think that that's where Dorothy <laughs> I know. is like, no, your father can come. Of course he can. And it's so <laughs> tense and Boy. painful. And she has that bit through the whole episode and it just, it doesn't get old. Doesn't and I don't know old. how they do that. It's literally one thing. Uh, I'm going to have to deal with him through the whole wedding. And it's hilarious. And I will tell you, I was laughing out loud at the bit, which I would liken to the whole thing of her shoving Rose into a closet mm-hmm. and saying, don't tell her, don't tell her. Mm-hmm. The bit where she says, just squeeze my hand mm-hmm. when you're feeling, oh my God, I was, I was cracking up laughing. Blanche I was in an airport her knees, surrounded by like people. Like a young, like spry, oh active person. She drops to her knees. I, I was love it. so excited. I was like, that's such a funny bit and they're using it perfectly. And I was, I was dying. And it's like, once again, it's so simple, but it was just so well done. I mean, genuine laugh out loud. I, I it wasn't dated. It wasn't like, oh, maybe oh, that no. was a good show way back when. It's it's hilarious. It holds up. Yeah. It's on um, where we I'm live. Really it's on uh, like TV land on Sunday mornings. And, you know, I get up very, very, very early. So at like yeah. 5 a.m., I have my coffee and I watch Golden Girls. And I still laugh out loud. <laughs> Jer and Casey heard me cackling when I was watching the pilot. I've seen it a dozen times. It <laughs> is so well done. I, it, in my writing, I have referred to this pilot a lot. Like I've used it to, how, you know, to define my style. Like how do I, how do you write a pilot yeah. that's so tight, so funny, explains everything so well. So that's why how I've seen it. How many times bunch. have you seen, how many seasons did it run? I think it ran for six, and then the seventh season is Golden Palace without... They replaced Dorothy with Don Cheadle, and I'm not making that up. It sounds like a joke out of me. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Was it good or... No. Ah. It's a a famous, like, you should have, you know, gone out on top moment, and they did not. Only Um, six seasons. I'm really surprised at that. I I don't know why. I think I have that right. Wow. Um, And have you watched, I'm sure you've watched all six multiple times? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen every episode many times. Do you watch them in order or you just sort of like... No, no, no. It's such a fun thing to just like pop in on and, you know, um, I I just saw something about seven seasons maybe. So maybe I'm wrong. You said seven, didn't you? I I said said with Golden Palace. Yeah. Oh, okay. And all seven seasons are on DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe my car still has a DVD player. I don't know. Right. Um, Thank God for get... Hulu, where the people can enjoy this. Yeah. And Netflix, um, I think. It's everywhere. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know it was on Netflix. Wow. It. Yeah. It, I, got, I got no complaints. So episode two, if we're doing favorite jokes, uh, well, it's not a joke, but back to the fashion. Dorothy's wearing this really oh, beautiful, God. flowy, light pink thing. And wait. when she walks, it's actually pants. Did you notice that? <laughs> okay. The, wait, the silky, I did not notice flowy that it's pants, thing but splits. I'm going to I'm no, gonna take you. No, it's not really beautiful. Okay. I know. I was a little bit like, why did they put her in that? What is happening? She's queen of the caftans with shoulder pads. It's really bad. <laughs> she, her, her, but like some women, I guess taller women, 
probably really looked up to her and admired her and well, for that, her fashion. That, that was my only complaint about the show is that they all dressed so badly. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, yeah, that was, you know, they all dressed like old ladies and they were in their 60s. And that's... Rose starts rocking like some Heathcliff Huxtable sweaters yeah. with like yellow pants later on. And you're like, oh, wh- oh honey. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, what yeah. I want to take away from the show yeah. is that their friendship is so strong. These ladies would die for each other. They would do yep. anything for each other. Sure. Yet they take jabs at each other. A lot. <laughs> yeah, they Does do. Does it remind you of anyone? <laughs> do we? I don't know. I They're so agreeable. Um, yeah, but they're not mean-spirited. Like, they're teasing about things. I don't know. They It feels very loving. I know. Yeah, so, but yeah. that's how it feels with us. We tease each other all the time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does. So, okay, this is not the game. So we got to be brief because we got to get to that game. I'm I'm okay. pretty pumped. Who's your favorite Golden Girl character? Oh, well, it's definitely Rose. I mean, I don't know because I say it's definitely Rose. But now I think I love Blanche. When she stops and talks about the the biceps on the... Who's she mm-hmm. talking about when she kind of gets lost in that reverie about the guy yep. with the... Oh, like the sweaty biceps yeah. with the yeah the gardener yeah. or whatever i don't even know what, I'm sorry, what were we talking about exactly yeah. yeah i i now i have a real soft spot in my heart for her the way she's like go get them and sassy yeah. but betty white is so classic like it's really hard for me to choose between those two but maybe blanche i'll say blanche okay blanche is my favorite but it has shifted through the years as did as it did with friends as i cycled through you know i would change my favorite Mm -hmm. Um, but currently and for a long time, it's been Blanche. I can't get enough. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dorothy's amazing, but like not like favorite character. Amazing. We give it some manned jobs, but I think we know. Oh, geez. This is like, I'm going to go both hands blazing. I'm going to give it 10 man jobs. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm going to give it a one to five. five I'll give it 20. And a golden palace. Oh, yeah, right. that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's like so a Pete, bronze palace. If you but have with like a, a pop the champagne celebratory moment, we've never given something 10 total man jobs. No. So this is very exciting. Yeah, definitely. We should we should get in touch with all those women and let them know they just won a great award. They've been honored by the entertainment industry in a big, big way. Well, you're going to need to do it in a seance. OK, so. Uh, <laughs> Wait, how many of them are dead? Three. Only Betty White is alive. Oh, dang. And I get condolence calls when one of them passes. I, and I'm not <laughs> kidding. People know it's going to hurt me. It does. Okay. So let's not end it on condolence calls. Let's hear a little word about becoming a Fandy member. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to love this. Not only can you become a member. Don't get me started. TrueStory.com slash cave. Manned, we have swag. Oh my God. There's t shirts, there's coffee mugs, there's stickers, there's hoodies. It's incredible. It's I, I need muscle tees. The only thing I'm missing is a muscle tee. But uh, other Pete, than that, we want muscle tees. Yeah, we got to get maybe I don't, something with I have some mesh. lady arm fat and I, and I can't have that sticking out. So I want I want a Dorothy's Bornak caftan with the Manned Cave logo. But show your pride. Get your get your swag, take pictures of your swag and DM it to us 
we want to see all our fandies out there, oh, yeah. Fandy Nation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so absolutely. Excited. Yeah. No, I was very excited. I'm going to go order a coffee mug right now. Yeah, I'm getting um, a hoodie and some crotchless panties. I didn't see the panties, but I think it would be a great call. Welcome to the man cave. What? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So before we play our game, um, I hate to be rude, Mandy, but I have to take a very important phone call on my phone. (laughs) Let me just take a phone call here. All right. You guys can't see this, but she's showing me her Golden Girls iPhone case. Is that new? This was my birthday present to myself this year. Oh my God, it's perfect. Is oh, it I amazing? love it so much. There yes. they are. Okay. So now this is a present that I've received, I think from three people. So please stop sending me these, my dear friends who know me so well. I've got Mad Libs, the Golden Girls edition. Oh, fantastic. I love Here it. Here we go. I also have a Golden Girls trivia game, which is so hard, Mandy. I can't answer the questions. Oh. And like, you've only seen two episodes. But maybe <laughs> well, if three. we revisit I'm the three. Golden Girls, we, you know. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, there was one I wanted Absolutely. To now, you're familiar with Mad Libs, right? What, do I live under a rock? Although it know. would be fair to think that because I didn't, I'd never seen the Golden Girls. Um, okay, I feel well. like my parents didn't raise me right. How did we miss that? Well, I watched the oh. Carol Burnett show. I did watch the Carol Burnett show. Which okay, is well, that's good. Epic comedy goodness. All right. Give me a part of the body. Uh, Well, I thought tits, but, yeah. you know. Uh, an adjective, I will say freaky. Give me an occupation. A waitress. A verb, I will say, slide. But Give me an animal. Octopus. I like that you do it quickly. My kid takes forever. <laughs> a type of food, I will say, uh, oysters. Give me a noun. A building. Adjective, I will say, horny. <laughs> Give me a noun. Pencil. I got a noun. I'll say wallaby. What? Give me a noun. <laughs> well, I can't follow wallaby. What the hell is a wallaby? <laughs> Give it's a you cute a noun. animal. I had no idea. Um, okay, a noun. Uh, uh, well, geez, now a pool. A pool? Is that I don't know. Said? It's a noun, isn't it? It's kind of more yeah, of a place. Of All right, a noun. How about chopstick? No. No. Okay. You want to do chopstick? Sure. Clearly, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a noun, and I will say fart. Great. It's also a verb. Classy. That can happen, Mandy. This Mad Lib is called Out on the Lanai. You would think that the girls' lanai would be the perfect place to relax and clear your tits. But it seems that something freaky is always happening out there. Like when Blanche hires a stripper dressed as a waitress to slide at Dorothy's bridal shower. That actually sounds fun. (laughs) It's a classic. A man in an octopus costume parachutes down thinking he is at the Oysters Bowl. Rose sees a building in the night sky and thinks it's a UFO. Oh. Dorothy and Miles. Oh, God, I'm so excited that you have 
people like Miles to look forward to. <laughs> Dorothy and Miles get swept away in the horny moonlight and share a forbidden pencil. Sophia puts a Sicilian wallaby oh on the neighbor after his chopstick crashes onto their fart. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, wow. is Golden Girls Mad Libs. Well, that is thrilling, and I can see why you want your friends to stop sending it. I mean... No, I mean, I have several editions. I will give you one for your birthday. <laughs> Thank you, now out. that I'm an official fan of the GGs. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, an F of the GGs. Loved it. Yep. Oh, God, it was so kind of you to give me Golden Girls. It really was. After and I, the yeah. secret. After the secret. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. And... And I, I want you to know something. Um, I I'm not I'm not so good at being kind in return. You know, I just wish that you were gonna re- enjoy remotely. Oh God! <laughs> what I'm gonna make you? What I'm gonna make you watch? Um, oh. Which we will talk about after after the credits. A single tear is rolling down my cheek in dread. The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Woohoo! Music by Ian Post. Yes. You can find the show at truestory.fm slash mancave. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing just that for our show. What I will say is while I experienced great glee at coming up with this, I didn't come up with it. I was assisted by a listener and <gasps> it was right in the pocket and I was so so happy um because the truth is it is something that I I would select so man you know what I love right more than anything horses oh no this is not this is not anything about horses but I do love horses that's true okay no I love going to see live music yes yeah I love concerts more than anything. And I'm different than you. Like you won't go to a concert unless you know every song. And I'll correct. I'll go with my husband to see Yes three times. And any of you who know Yes, you understand why that makes me a weirdo. Um, so yeah, so I love, I love musicians. I love live music. I love documentaries. Mm-hmm. Also about live musicians. I if don't know, you how do say you... Rod Stewart, friendship over. Oh. I mean it. I can't. Oh, I'm so, so sorry that our friendship is over because on Amazon Prime, oh, Mandy, there is a there is a oh documentary my- called The Story of Rod of the Stewart. Gerbil. The Story of Rod Stewart, 54 sensuous, tantalizing minutes of Rod Stewart and his career. You know, I don't know if you oh know this, he God. ranks among the best-selling artists of all time and with good reason. Um, apparently, I gave you Cinderella. I gave yeah. you Golden Girls. Yeah, I am not nearly as nice as you. Wow. And I, I love you, but I also oh. want you to suffer. I don't know why. It's part of our dynamic. It was um, in our wedding <laughs> vows. Jeremy said in our <laughs> vows that he would never... Willingly let me listen to Rod Stewart. Look, I mean, I just thought it was a really good idea, you know, that somebody wow. came up with. Let, let's just see if you can break through that stony heart of yours. Oh, God, if I had a Rod Stewart song to sing right now, it would be perfect. 
Is it great? Is there like some well, sort of you're like, old? You're not this forever heart young. Of mine been broken oh. a thousand yeah. times. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're gonna love it. Um, who can? Do I get to find out who suggested this? I don't. It depends on how violently you feel about it. I think I think it's better to keep those things uh, secret so people oh, can reach gosh. out to us and and mm-hmm. make suggestions. Um, so, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see like what you think. And I'm excited too, because you know I love live music documentaries. Do you like that genre? Man? No. No. Oh. Well, there's always the Bee Gees one. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Uh, Not okay. yet. So maybe I need help from the fandies because uh, maybe I need to toughen up and and manned up and oh, assign yeah. you something next week as revenge. So fandies, <laughs> give me ideas at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens and give hey. Mandy hell at Mandy Fab. And if you, yeah, at Mandy Fab. But really, like, I am so easygoing that it's going to be hard to find anything that I don't love. Oh. You know? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how it goes next week. I love you. <laughs> I know you did. And you will again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 